they were looking for the condition of the access roads, which which I thought was really interesting. Hmm. Were there any cracks or damage in the roads? Because they were about to be putting some heavy machinery and some weight on these roads, and they wanted to see where it was damaged prior to them putting heavy machinery on these roads so that the city couldn't come back and say, hey, you damaged our roads. Welcome to Elevating Drone Life. Each week, we'll be speaking with professionals from all walks of the drone industry to learn about their experiences, insights, and tips for success. Welcome to Elevating Drone Life. Hello, and welcome to the Elevating Drone Life podcast, your go-to source for all things in the drone world. I'm your host, PJ Kirkpatrick, and in each episode, we'll take you on a thrilling journey through the rapidly evolving landscape of drone technology. Whether you're a seasoned drone professional or just starting out, this is the place to elevate your drone game. Today's episode is inspiring. We're joined by special guest Jonathan Hartland, the innovative mind behind Skybird Drone Services based in Houston, Texas. Jonathan has been getting started in the drone industry with his cutting edge approach and unique insights. Jonathan, welcome to the show. It's fantastic to have someone with your caliber today. How are you doing? Doing great, PJ. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. No, I'm glad that we finally had the opportunity to get together again. Yeah, good to see you. Good to see you. It's been a little bit. Um, it's been since uh, Joan University out in Colorado, lovely, beautiful Colorado. What a great experience that was. Yeah. Now, you were at, um, you joined us at the experience training uh, last year, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Did you, uh, were you able to learn anything that, uh, from that experience that uh, you were able to use in your business? Yeah. Well, the drone experience in, in Colorado specifically, I learned a lot about 3D modeling and uh, how to fly 3D modeling, how to edit and uh, you know, really just put out good models uh, that my customers can view. And a lot of them use uh, the 3D modeling for both marketing reasons and for really inspection. Also was thrilled to go to your Dallas mapping course uh, prior to that. I believe it was the, the previous year where I learned the basics and fundamentals of mapping and processing through uh, PIX4D. Oh, that's awesome. So so tell us what you're doing around uh, your business today. I think um, you have a couple of interesting customers and challenges ahead of your way. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I'm, I'm really doing a, a lot of construction site uh, progress monitoring. And I do have a couple of couple of customers that keep me busy. One in particular, King Development, I'm working with right now. And they um, are a company that gets a lot of grocery store uh, commercial construction. And alongside that is a, a luxury apartment complex with a kind of a market retail area. Both tracks are approximately 40, 50 acres each. So they're 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 not big, not small. They're just perfect, really, for drone, and um, we we provide a lot of services for them. And what drone are you flying with these days? I'm flying with the uh, Mavic Three Enterprise. How do you like it so far? Oh, I love the Mavic Three Enterprise. I, I love the speed and efficiency of the of the drone when mapping. Love the camera. Love the functionality. It's uh, I fly a lot with drone deploy on some of the autonomous flights. And uh, it's well integrated into Drone Deploy right now. So early on, there was a few things that needed to be adjusted, some bugs to work out. But uh, right now, it's functioning very, very well. Hey, you mentioned you brought up Drone Deploy. So 
So you're using it for the data acquisition in addition to the data processing. Is that accurate? That's correct. Yeah. So I do process through through drone deploy and I do acquire through their flight planning missions as well. And then I free fly through pilot too. Okay. And usually the free flying is 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 more uh targeted towards when the buildings have gone up, you know, the the grocery store's gone up, I'm flying facade and perimeter roofing and uh some I'm I'm doing some 3D modeling uh, from the skills that I learned in DroneU in Colorado, and uh, and basically any any need on the site uh, I check in with a site product manager or project manager who tells me what you know what's of interest this week and I'll pay particular interest to what's happening on the site for him and shoot those in in raw and put them through some production so they can use those for for marketing reasons as well. So how much, what percentage of the jobs that you're getting are they asking for that, the marketing stuff in addition to like the mapping that I'm speculating uh, is your primary deliverable? I think the primary deliverable is really the uh, the mapping and the you know, extraction of data. The marketing right now is, it, it just depends. It depends on the customer and, and how they want to integrate aerial imaging into their marketing portfolio. So the percentage I would say is, you know, mostly post, mostly post uh, construction site, you know, where they're doing a VIP or they're showing a hyperlapse of images that have been taken in the same location over a long period of time, really depending on the comfortability of the marketing department, whether they, they fit the need using aerial photos to capture what they're looking for to market their their business. I find that really a lot of what we do is is educating the customer on what's available with drone service companies. Um, yeah. Some are familiar and some are not. So you spend a good amount of time helping them discover what the capabilities of aerial photography and utilizing drones uh, can do for them. Yeah, let's let's explore that because like um I remember when I first met you one of the things I was really impressed with you is your your sales ability. Um and I think that's something that a lot of our students have challenges with because, you know, they're great at flying drones, they're great at providing deliverables, but one thing that I think a lot of our uh, students, myself included, when I was first starting, was uh, you know getting out there and making that sale. And and you hit a couple things. You mentioned that you you educate the customers, right? So right. I think there's a uh, there's an expectation that the customers know what they want, right? And, and and it sounds like that's not always the case. No, it's certainly not the case in in, in aerial imaging with drones. It's it's really not. Um, if they've got familiarity with aerial imaging, it's usually with a helicopter or a fixed wing aircraft, and they're not able to get the the low level, the low height elevation images. And you know, drones have been exposed to the market pretty heavily, but still, there's a lot of people that don't really are not familiar with the capabilities of drones. So. My approach has always been to get in the door first. A lot of the selling of some of the more comprehensive advantages of drone services happens after you're in the door, after you've already got the client, and you have to find what's going to get you in in the door. And 
Typically, it's it's simple progress monitoring. And then when you go from there to basically progress monitoring, meaning I'm going to fly the site once a week, every two weeks, or monthly, and I'm showing them how the site is changing from week to week, month to month. A lot of excellent features on Drone Deploy that allow you to do that to compare previous maps to current maps. You can uh, slide a cursor across the screen and you can see what last month map looked like uh, to this month's map. And you can see what's happening with the swipe of a mouse on that site. So ortho mosaics are usually what gets you in the door, helping a site manager better understand from you know, 200 feet, what's going on on his site. 40 acres, 50 acres is just big enough to where, you know, it's a chore to walk that. You know, if it's a smaller site, you can pretty much walk around and see what's going on. But you need to, the sites need to be somewhat um, of a size that, you know, that where that task might be difficult, particularly in the hot Houston summertime. (laughs) Um, It's nice to have these these deliverables uh, at their fingertips. Usually panoramas, photo plans, taking at cardinal angles at the same spot each time at different elevations, panoramas, orthomosaics. Um, those are the things that get you in the door. And then you start upselling, if you will, after you've developed a relationship and you ask questions. Um, really, the key to selling is being a good listener as much as it is asking the appropriate questions. So although you walk in with a great deal of knowledge coming out of DroneU and some of the courses that you take, your first mistake is to overwhelm them with all of the information that you've, you've learned from these courses. It's, it's a big mistake because you've lost their attention right away. That's a huge so, tip, by the way, I think, yeah, for a lot of our listeners. Yeah, any kind of a sales job. So, we, you know, we typically come out of training and we're really eager to get out there and be successful. And we just, we just, for lack of a better word, want to throw up on them with our knowledge. And, and they're yeah, you, just, want to, you want to demonstrate what you learned. You're a knowledgeable guy. You want to tell them everything you know, right? Right, right. And, uh, you know, we don't even know what they're interested in yet, but we, yeah. we're, we're just going to. Let them know what we just learned and show them how excited we are. It's really not a good good way to approach the customer. Yeah, it's great that you know a lot, but uh, to put a you know sort of a governor on that and let's let's target a couple of things that that customer we know will relate to to start establishing a relationship and then building from there and becoming a consultant to the customer. And not a salesperson, so to speak, but someone that's going to be able to solve some issues, solve some problems. And we have to find out what those problems are first. So you have to ask really good questions. If that's you're doing, an important distinction. I like that. Yeah, they're always looking to see how the dirt's moving around their site, their stockpiles that are created, their retention ponds that are being made. And that dirt is being stockpiled on their site. They're either going to use that for evening out a grade level plan across the site, or they're going to use it for something else. And, and maybe at throughout the process of the construction monitoring, it could be six, seven months in, that stockpile might be getting larger and larger and larger. And they want to know, how big is that stockpile? How many trucks is it going to take me to, to move that stockpile? And how much of that can we use on our site? And how much do we need to get rid of? So now you've got another another add-on 
to your deliverables and doing a stockpile analysis. And then there's there's ways of, of doing that rather easily through drone deploy and spitting out nice looking reports for that. Is there any uh, deliverables that you were surprised with that when working with the customer that uh, that it was something that they wanted and it was something that drone deploy could deliver? Is there one deliverable that kind of sticks out of your mind? Yeah, I didn't really think, uh, uh, you know, these retention ponds, they wanted to know what the contours were of the pond when it was empty. Um, so they, they drained it out. They drained, these are large, large retention ponds that spanned across 80 acres in the back, mm -hmm. separating the site from a subdivision. And, you know, it was, it's designed to, to pull in all of the, all the water that's draining off the site. And they wanted to know how much water that could hold. They wanted to know, um, contour lines of how far they could fill it up and still take on rainwater and things of that nature. So that was something that was new. And, hmm. you know, quite often you're going to explore these new wants and needs by your customer that you're not familiar with, but you've got resources to go out and find out how can I solve that problem? If you got a relationship with them, you know, if, if you've gotten in the door and you've developed a relationship and they're getting confidence in what you're doing, particularly in accuracy and measuring, which we could talk about as well, new things will come up throughout this process. So you keep in mind, you know, many of them are 12, 18 month projects. So you get to know them fairly well. And, you know, they're going to ask for some things that maybe you're not familiar with, but you can certainly seek out through drone university or through your fellow pilot network or drone deploy or some, some of the other, you know, co companies out there that are, that are helping you deliver uh, what your customers are needing. You talked about uh, accuracy. Um, yeah. Now I know as drone pilots, we're not licensed surveyors. So um, we don't usually speak to accuracy uh, from that perspective. However, we can talk about it with the customer and set expectations. So um, why don't you share with us some of the experiences you've had with uh, when it comes to accuracy questions? Yeah, I make it very clear up front that I'm not a survey, a certified surveyor and that I incorporate the technologies that I know of to make my information as accurate as possible. And then I allow them to make their own decision on whether my data that they're extracting is accurate enough for them. And you do that with third-party checkpoints, have someone else verify a land surveyor. And they're typically, you know, working with land surveyors because they need a certified surveyor to approve their original plans to submit to the city. So they have, right. they have these relationships. And the problem that they're dealing with is, is that they're, it's an expensive proposition for a land surveyor to come out with a team of people to periodically check or to do progress monitoring. So the drone service offers a less expensive alternative to having to hire a crew out. It's very uh, simple. It's very efficient. Do it relatively quickly. And you do have the tools necessary with ground control points, whether you're using a traditional GNSS system like an MLID or a Trimble, or you're using uh, propellers arrow points. You do have the ability to get fairly, very accurate data. And again, you would check that data 
through the land surveyor and have them take a measurement of the point where your ground control point is. In fact, I, next week I'm having a land surveyor come over and putting his equipment right on top of my arrow point. And we're going to see what the variance is there at the exact same point, and we're going to determine is that variance acceptable and how 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 close are those those two measurements um, that builds confidence in the customer and saying, Hey, you know, these arrow points are accurate and they're accurate enough for what I want him to do. And, and I think, I think we want to be careful about what you promise. You're not a surveyor. You make that very clear and you allow them to take your data with that disclaimer and use it as they, as they want. It's their decision whether they want to use that data. And we are providing drones with RTK capabilities, real you know, time connect, uh, correction while the drone's in flight, and we're using arrow points as well. So we're, we're trying to use everything that we can to get the best data. And then we create another layer of confidence by having a third party come in and measure our ground control points. Now, that's, that's just with ground control points. Now we've got to talk about the processing of the data through Drone Deploy or Pix4D or another company. And you you want to do another test and take a point on the construction site taken from the land surveyor and note that point. And then after processing, you can drop an icon right over that point and see, hey, are, are my elevations after processing and processing with ground control points, are they measuring up to the land surveyor? I think that is an awesome opportunity that you have to be able to yeah. do that. And I think it does speak to like what you were talking about before, right? You were honest with the customer. You're like, yeah, it's, you're not promising any certain accuracy. You're saying, well, it has the capability to get a certain GSD. And the customer's like, yeah, we'd like, you know, they're looking for lower cost solutions to get what they want done. So they're exploring it. And so they're using the drone technology to, you know, answer those questions for them, right? They're looking to figure out, okay, what what's the accuracy of drones versus the surveyors? And, yeah. and so I think it's a great opportunity. I can't wait to see those results. <laughs> well, thanks. I, and I think that, uh, you know, there's a percentage of this business that's that's available to drone providers. You know, you may not want to do boundaries or something, property boundaries with a drone pilot, something where you need to be exact, or maybe even... Um, a grade level plan, or I, or I think there's some good, there's some variance in a grade level plan. You probably want somebody that's going to stamp a certification on it, someone to verify your accuracy, basically. And that can happen rather easily. You could fly the site with everything that you have in your arsenal of accuracy, have a land surveyor say, yeah, you know what, I, I can certify that information and let the customer use it as they as they wish. But I think there's a great deal of deliverable that customers want relative accuracy for, stockpile analysis, something like that. That's a great business opportunity for drone service providers where you don't need to spend the extra dollar for land surveyors to come out. Oh, that's great. I think the other benefit that people don't realize with construction jobs is that it's repeatable. Meaning that you mentioned, that. I think you said that it's an 18th month project, right? And let's assume yeah. that that customer wants you to come out every two weeks. You got, you know, repeatable business with the same customer. Exactly. Yeah, repeatable fantastic. business is always good, right? And we're always <laughs> willing and 
And uh, we're always developing relationships in 18 month, 12 month period. You know, likely if you do a good job, you're going to get referred to other jobs that they're doing. So it's, it's an arena that you can cultivate a long term relationship and get further business. From your experience, what has been kind of the sales cycle for your construction projects? A sales cycle, um, you know, it's just been it's been hit and miss. I mean, some of the things that I do is, uh, you know, I, I have a, a trifold flyer that I carry with me, my business card, and I do a lot of guerrilla marketing. I'll I'll see a a construction trailer set up. Looks like the you know the ground is is native. They really haven't broken ground, but they're getting ready to to start building something. And I'll bang on a door and introduce myself and give them my best, what I call elevator speech. You know, I got about 60 seconds to get their attention. Yep. And, um, you know, it usually is something that will offer, you know, me making their job a little easier and showing them that um, they're staying on the latest technology for the C-suite cut types that uh, that are going to be looking at this information and it'll better assist them in communicating with their with their laborers on you know what you need done on a weekly basis and then uh, if need be I'll fly that site for free and I'll show them what the deliverables are and set up a lunch or a breakfast and people like free stuff if that if you feel <laughs> like a, you know if you, if you feel like that's going to get you in the door in order to show what you're capable of doing it's well worth it yeah the one thing that uh, I've experienced when I was first starting out uh, and this is just a lesson learned to share with everyone is that if you're not in the construction industry, one thing I've learned is that the project managers are incredibly busy. These yeah. guys are very, very busy. So my strategy was to get them in very early in the day because in the middle of the day, they just got so many things going on. They're not going to want to listen to you. I don't know if that's been your experience as well. It is. If I drive by and I see a trailer and it's two o'clock in the afternoon, I'll wait till the next day Smart to bang on that door. Very sure. smart. Have you had an opportunity when you speak with the um, project managers and your customers? Is there anything that they're telling you how they're using these deliverables? Um, that's surprising. Like, for example, I did ask one project manager of a hospital that I was flying regularly. I'm like, hey, how are you using this data? And one of the ways that they communicated that they're using it is they use it for emergency planning because that project is ever evolving by having those two week. Uh, deliverables that they can they can use as a reference to plan their emergency situations. I thought that was interesting. That was something that I didn't even think of. Uh, anything yeah. like that come to mind? Yeah, I think the most interesting need was more of a pre-construction situation where a company was looking to buy a big big chunk of land to build uh, a large construction project on, and they were looking for not only uh, doing an orthomosaic of, you know, an estimated chunk of that land, they were looking for access roads and they were looking for the condition of the access roads, which, which I thought was really interesting. Hmm. Were there any cracks or damage in the roads? Because they were about to be putting some heavy machinery and some weight on these roads and they wanted to see where it was damaged prior to them putting heavy machinery on these roads so that the city couldn't come back and say, hey, you damaged our roads. Smart. And yeah, you, you owe us. So it's, it, it brings up a really good point in that, you know, there's some 
needs that pop up, and that one in particular, some legal ramifications, some some things that will protect you in the future. And that opens up a whole new Pandora's box as to why aerial imaging is important. And you you can you can uh, reasonably bring that into a construction site if you spot a safety problem before it becomes a problem, then you've got a great benefit from these aerial images. You, yeah, you just became their best friend, right? Yeah. <laughs> now you're a consultant. Now you now you've you're part of the team. You're not a salesperson or a drone pilot. You're you're part of the team and that's where you want to find yourself. Yeah, it sounds like then they start thinking about hmm, how else can we use this and that's right. You're planting seeds all hey, the can time. Can you do this, Jonathan? Like, yeah, we can do that. Sure. Oh, that's fantastic. What else you got going on um in addition to the the drone services? Are you looking anywhere outside of the construction? Or are you focused on that kind of uh, niche? I'm trying to focus in on construction. I, I certainly right. will pass up an opportunity. But in terms of really targeting and marketing and focusing in on an, an industry, it's construction site monitoring. There's a lot of construction going on in Houston. There always has been. It, it's a large city and it keeps building outward. And uh, people want to uh, want to come to Texas for tax purposes or or, you know, housing costs and things of that nature. So or the know, weather, uh, yeah, the weather and the weather's the weather is hot, but it doesn't snow down here. So if you're running away from the snow, it's a good thing <laughs> uh, to come to Houston. But construction site monitoring is plentiful here in Houston. Roof inspection would be something lots of neighborhoods keep popping up. Uh, plan development, all of those things are pretty ripe in the Houston area. So one of the things that I've heard as we were discussing that you mentioned that you process it with drone deploy. What were some of the things that you like about using drone deploy? And is there anything, any opportunities of improvement that you'd uh, like to communicate for them? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Drone deploy is uh, the, the advantages are it's really it's just ease of use and the, the deliverables are are just spot on. They're really professionally done. They're very easy to access now and share. They weren't so much in the past. They are now. You do have to, to spend a little money uh, to get drone deployed today. They're, they're a little prouder of their services than they were in the past, <laughs> and I guess rightfully so. Sure. Um, the uh, only disadvantage, I would say, is it can be a little difficult to understand their map accuracy report. Uh, so it would pay to have uh, someone on the inside of Drone Deploy to help explain and walk through some of those things. Although they do have a lot of resources for you online. They have an academy that you can go through and, and learn. It is a cloud-based process, I should say. And, and it's a little bit, uh, you don't have any control over you know the, the 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 processing, I guess, for lack of a better way of saying it. Whereas you like do the workflow, yeah, it's it's not a um, uh, a desktop, you know, uh, software. So you you've got more control in a Pix40 than you would a, a drone deploy. Yeah, like they use AI for identifying the center of the ground control points, right? Versus being able to manually zoom in and select them like with the pix 40 desktop yeah you can and they they've just they've changed that it is ai but you do have the ability to go and zoom into each image now at a pixel level and adjust and adjust that center so and you can discard 
any pictures from the AI that may have pulled up and it's not a ground control point. Like uh, they've pulled up the cone that I have next to my arrow points as a ground control point. So you can, uh. you can delete that and then you can pick the best images that you like and then further zoom in on a pixel level. You're not able to zoom in quite as, as much as you would like, but pretty, pretty good to get, uh, you know, get the center of that ground control point. So those are things that are new with them. There's 3D modeling that's, that's new to them and that you can rotate much like you would have in Sketchfab. Yeah. I like that it's, new feature that they've it added. It's really, really interesting. And it's, you know, it's a super, uh, data filled, 3D model as opposed to flying an orbit around a certain area of, you know, the site, you're you're able to really get in and look and inspect uh, supplies and assets on the ground, uh, any kind of potential safety issues. So, and then share that with your customer, much like you would a video. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Is there anything else that you can think of that uh, you wanted to share with some new drone pilots? Any? Um, tips or you know just just um just be patient with um you, you know the the process don't don't really um get down on yourself if you if you're not you know striking it big right out of the chute you're gonna get you're gonna get some nose here and there and it just means not not yet you know just remember that no means not yet not, <laughs> not, doesn't mean no forever uh so you know, maybe come back and, and um, hit it again and see if anything's changed. Uh, but, you know, the business is out there. There's lots of opportunity. Construction site monitoring is, is fun for me. I like the people on the ground there. I like the workers. I like I like talking with them. Um, they're just good, solid folks. Any advice I would give is just learn as much as you can about what your deliverables are and be good at those deliverables. You don't have to know everything, but just be good at what you, you know, what you can and be honest with uh, customers on what you can provide. And if, if you don't know, tell them you're going to find out the answer and see if you can get it for them. Just be a good, honest consultant in your approach to getting business. I think that's solid advice. So how do people uh, get a hold of you and your business? Well, they can reach me uh, um, at info at skybirddroneservices.com. I have a website that's under construction. It's the last, it's the last marketing piece that I've gotten, uh, gotten to spend some attention with, and that's www.skybirddroneservices.com. And uh, would love to talk with you and answer any questions that you might have. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you, Jonathan, for sharing all that information. I'm confident that uh, people walk away from the sales information, especially. I think uh, if there's one thing I've uh, taken from you personally, it's your sales advice. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's spot on. So I'm grateful for you and uh, looking forward to collaborating with you in the future. And for you guys, uh, if you're in Houston area and you want to reach out to Jonathan, talk to him have his information and uh grateful for you gfy thanks so much pj i appreciate it it's uh it's an honor to be here speaking with you today thanks so much sounds good thanks everyone thank you for listening to the elevating drone life podcast if you were inspired entertained or learned something new please share the podcast with your friends and fellow drone enthusiasts 
Join us next time as we continue our mission of bringing the real world of drones to life. To learn more about the DroneU family, head to thedroneu.com or for enterprise solutions, propsflightschool.com.